Pool party! Start your weekend off right. Everybody jump in. It's a pool party! Broadcasting live from the Azilo Ultra Pool at the Sahara Las Vegas. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And you heard the man, it's a pool party. We're back at the Sahara Las Vegas inside the Azilo Ultra Pool. AzilolasVegas.com. Check out the website immediately because you want to get the information. You want to find out what is going on. I hear the music in the background. It sounds like Q's having an awesome time, and he's only 10 seconds into the show. Yes, I am. It's fantastic. The weather is beautiful. The TVs are awesome. All the screens, the monitors, everything sports-related that you want is on. You hear the tunes right there. We've got a DJ live on set. DJ Steffi K is doing her thing right now. And I'll tell you, about 10 minutes ago, I was in the Bay Area, maybe, what, 2000s? <laughs> I was in the zone where I, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to do this show. I thought I was about to take it to the club on a Friday night, right? I had E-40 in my bag. Too Short was in my bag. Chris Brown was running it. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was in that zone about 10 minutes ago. So it's going to be a fun three hours that we're here, and we encourage you to come on down and be a part of it. It's Friday. The weekend is here. It's official like a referee's whistle. Wherever you're at, drop what you're doing. Get in the car. Come down to the Sahara Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, you're going to park for free. If it ain't free, it ain't me. You're parking for free. You're getting in for free. All you got to do is, well, just show up. Bring your gear to get into the pool because it's so hot you want to get in the pool. We already got a couple of the beach volleyballs bouncing around in the, in the pool water. If you were here last time we were here, you know how big of a hit that was. Well, it's already on and popping. It's already going down. So uh, we definitely want you to come on down, check it out. The food is fantastic. Last time I had a flatbread, and I, I'm not going to lie, I don't think I really even have had a flatbread in my life. Or at least I wasn't paying attention and had a flatbread. But I had it this time, and it was amazing. It was a really, really great snack that was good enough to get me through the day and not be too heavy. Because, you know, in the hot, you don't want it to be too heavy. You never want anything to be too heavy. But they've got everything from chicken tenders, turkey club, the, the Azilo burger. You want salads, they've got that. I mentioned the flatbread. I had the barbecue chicken flatbread, but they've got the pep pepperoni flatbread. They've got nachos. they got burritos. And they've got drinks, all kind of drinks. Frozen drinks, cervezas, wines, water, stay hydrated, water and energy drinks, soft drinks, whatever the case may be, they've got it here for you. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up. We've got prizes for you. I've got tickets to Slam Ball that's getting underway this evening. We've got tickets to actually next week's event, some VIP tickets, as a matter of fact. So you want to go to Slam Ball, we've got that covered for you. We've got Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts. We've got cups. We've got koozies. Most importantly, though, we just need you. So all you got to do is come on down here, hang out with us, get your weekend kicked off the right way. My man Mateo, he's behind the wheels of steel. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. He's behind those wheels of steel, and we're making it happen. We got a big show lined up for you this afternoon. Very excited about the opportunity to share the next three hours with you. We had a short show yesterday. We will not have a short show today. Three hours long, three hours strong, and um, this is how it goes down. Mateo, Mateo is going to go. You're going to go. You're going to go throw the ball in with Mateo. That's what you got to do. You got, we got all kind of, we got all kind of assistance going on out here today. Mateo's about to take the beach balls to the water, so this is a, this is where you need to be having a good time. But we got some good guests coming up on the show today. Starting off at 2:30, our good friend. We haven't talked to her in a while. Amber Theo Harris, Sirius XM Radio, Silver and Black Show. I saw she was in town yesterday. She was back at the Raiders facility. 
She was uh, doing the doing the camp preview with Eric Allen, the great Eric Allen. So uh, Amber's back for another season with the Silver and Black. So we'll uh, we'll join her coming up at 2:30, or she'll join us coming up at 2:30 to talk about camp expectations, talk about some of the rookies, talk about Josh Jacobs, talk about everything going on Silver and Black related. And of course, Amber Theo Harris will join us at 2:30 at three o'clock. Ari Mayrov, 33rdteam.com, our really good friend. He'll join us to talk all things NFL. Everything from the Washington Commanders being sold to the fact that they're talking about changing their name. Again, didn't they just do that? And I understand they're trying to, and I don't know if it's going to happen. I know this is something Magic Johnson's been talking about. He's only a really a 4% minority owner of the Washington Commanders, but he's talking about them potentially changing the name again to kind of rid them of Daniel Snyder. But I just don't know how good for business that is when you're consistently changing your name. And how often do sports teams change their name that often? Right, they went from the Redskins for that was who they were forever, changed it to the Washington football team, then they changed it to the Commanders, and now they're going to change it again or potentially change it again. I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't know, but that's just me. I thought that they shouldn't change it from the Washington football team. I thought that that was fine. I actually kind of thought, thought that name was kind of cool, but then again, I'm a guy that appreciates a white tee. <laughs> right? I'm simple. I like the white tee, right? I like the uh, I was the guy that used to rock the Air Force 1s, the the Coke white Air Force 1s. That was just that was in my closet. That was my thing. So I'm a very simple type person. So maybe that name was not fancy enough. But, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So we'll talk all things NFL. Starting to see some news and notes around the league that uh, players are being signed. Running backs are being signed all of a sudden. Veterans are, are taking visits as camp is right around the corner. This is when you'll start to see some of these guys uh, sign on with teams. Coming up at 3.30, Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He'll join us. Talk all things silver and black. And he's one of the first people that I had heard mention that Marcus Peters was going to be signed by the Raiders. He's been on the show multiple times saying that Marcus Peters was going to be signed by the Silver and Black. And uh, Ian Rappaport earlier today from uh, NFL Network put out a tweet saying that Marcus Peters, for the second time, is coming into uh, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center to visit with the Raiders on Monday. And, I mean, look, it doesn't take a genius to, to put two and two together. He's been reported that he was going to sign with the Raiders for a long time. Now, all of a sudden, he's coming in for another visit. They know who Marcus Peters is. He knows what they're talking about. He knows what they're offering. So, to me, it's just a technicality. They go in, give him a physical, sign, seal, deliver. So, we'll talk to Vic about that and, and a whole lot more what he's expecting from camp as he's getting himself prepared and ready for next week because it gets real next week. The 26th, we'll be out there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. All of us will be on hand. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's going to be hot. Training camp is always, you know, I think it's like two, three weeks in. No, probably about three weeks in is when all of a sudden the player is like, okay, I've had enough. I've had enough of this guy. This guy's, you know, on me too much. I'm ready to, to, to hit somebody that's different. I think the good thing for the Raiders when you look at training camp is the fact that they have those two joint practices ahead of the two uh, preseason games, one with the Niners and one with the Rams. I think that that's going to help them in training camp because it won't just be them the whole time. At some point, you get tired of your brother, right? I mean, you, you want to be around your brother. You want to help your brother get better. But at some point, you're like, man, get this dude away from me. I'm tired of seeing this guy every every step of the way. And I think that's the one good thing about the Raiders being able to be here and have their training camp in, in Henderson is that, you know, these guys can still go home. For the most part, they're all still going home. So they don't have to be in a dorm or be in a hotel or whatever the case may be and be right on top of each other all the time. They can leave when they want to. So Vic Tafer from The Athletic will join us at 3.30. Uh, 4 o'clock, we'll have either Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day or Reason or Excuse. My man Ari, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, he's working on that as we speak. So that'll come up at 4 o'clock. And then at 4.30, I'm excited about this interview. At 4.30, we're going to take a complete twist or a complete turn. And it's not really a complete turn, but it's just kind of a, 
a tip of the cap to, to the ones that did it before me. And uh, my guy, Elvis, and that's really all I have to say. Elvis from the Doghouse, anyone who's a Bay Area native, anyone who ever listened to Bay Area radio back in the day, morning show radio, and listened to Wild 94.9 where I got my roots started. Back in 99, I got my start there as just an intern guy. A party crew guy is what they called us. We got in the vans and we gave out stuff. We didn't make a dime, but we learned a lot of great radio experiences. Well, there was a morning show called The Doghouse that was doing some big-time things, huge things, at, uh, at Wild 94.9. And JV, as anyone who's listened to this show for a long time, knows that JV is no longer with us. He, uh, he took his life, unfortunately. He was battling with Lyme disease and uh, just couldn't take it anymore, right? And, and so that was a very... Uh, sad time for the Bay and anyone who knew JV and I knew him like I knew him but I didn't know him him like you know what I mean I wasn't I couldn't say that that was my brother or something like that but Elvis who worked with him for many years that is his brother so Elvis is going to join the show he's got some new stuff coming up that I think is going to be big uh, I'm going to be a part of it many people are going to be a part of it a lot of folks that have uh, doghouse roots a lot of folks that have Bay Area roots also have Las Vegas roots uh, are going to be involved in this and so uh, Elvis is a good dude I met with him not too long ago over at uh, Green Valley Ranch at the H- in Henderson and sat and just talked with him. And, and what an honor to sit and talk with Elvis, a guy that, you know, I l- used to listen to all the time. It was funny, the very first time I ever did anything on the radio as far as my voice was being on the radio, St. John had said, hey, I need you to record this little billboard. And it was like a 10-second read. Basically, it was like, this hour of the doghouse is brought to you by Sahara Las Vegas, the Azilo Ultra Pool, right? I mean, it's basically like that. And so I read it, and one, I didn't read it very good. And so I wanted to do it again because I knew it was going to be on the radio. And <laughs> Saint was like, oh, don't worry about it. They're not going to – you're never going to hear it. They'll play it, and then they'll talk over it. So <laughs> you'll never, ever be heard. Don't worry about it. And sure enough, I listened to the doghouse every morning just because I wanted to hear that little 10-second billboard that I read. And, yeah, they talked all over it. So I, t- I had to thank Elvis when I met with him the other day. I said, hey, man, thanks for uh, talking all over my billboard. That was my first time to shine on the radio, and you talked all over it. <laughs> You messed it all up for me. But uh, Elvis is going to join the show at 4.30, talk about the doghouse days, talk about JV, talk about what he's got coming up, a new adventure that he's got coming up. And I'm telling you right now, if you're a doghouse fan like I was a doghouse fan, and still am, you know, I know that they're not on the radio, but I'm still a doghouse fan because that's really uh, what really helped me plant my roots in this radio game. So Elvis from the doghouse, doghouse forever is going to join us at 4.30. So that's the guest lineup that we have for you. Of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Amber Theo Harris at 2.30, Ari Mayrov at 3, Vic Tafer from The Athletic at 3.30, Elvis from The Doghouse at 4.30. And, again, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We'll have winning on the way. Summer of fun. We're going to get you registered for that multiple times. Plus, we're going to give out tickets to the Battle for Vegas. Uh, That's a big softball game going down tomorrow, as a matter of fact, between the Golden Knights and the Raiders at the Las Vegas Ballpark. You want to be a part of that? We've got the hookup for you. So, as you can tell, we are locked and loaded. we got plenty to get to. We're going to have a lot of fun in between now and then. (laughs) We're at the Sahara Las Vegas. We're inside the Azilo Ultra Pool inside the Sahara Las Vegas, azilolasvegas.com. DJ Steffi K is on the wheels of steel. She's doing her thing. Later on this evening, they'll have Latin nights. It's a great way to kick off your weekend as well. I believe that starts around like uh, 8 o'clock. Doors open at 9. Just kidding. Doors open at 9 o'clock for uh, Latin nights. But that's uh, perfect, right? Just in time to get things started. So a lot to get to. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. 
So as we know, training camp is going to get underway starting uh, next week, and the first day of practice will be on the 26th. So uh, we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign is 69187, keyword R&R. Want to know best case, worst case. What I mean by that, what is the best case scenario for this Raiders team, in your opinion, this upcoming season? And also, what is the worst case scenario for the Raiders this upcoming season? Again, in your opinion, best case, worst case is what I want to throw out there. So I'll give you an example. The best case for me, Jimmy G stays healthy. The offense is explosive, and then the defense is good enough to help the Raiders close out games, and that results in about a 9-10 to 10, 10 win team. That's best-case scenario in my opinion. And I do think that the defense can have an opportunity to come together, but I think it's ultimately going to be led by the offense. And I've heard JT talking about the offense and saying that he believes it could be a really strong offense and doesn't know how many people believe that it's going to be strong. And, and I know we've been talking about that a lot here on the show as well, that I think it could be a very – very good offense but the key is always going to be Jimmy G staying healthy so my best case scenario for the Raiders in 2023 is that he stays healthy the offense is explosive like I expect it to be and then the defense is good enough and can continue to gel and get better throughout the course of the season and help close out some games and let the Raiders win 9 to 10 that's best for me worst case scenario the defense doesn't gel at all they can't play complimentary football and Jimmy misses a handful of games right and, and again I feel like that's one extreme to the other but that's kind of the the, the big window when you're looking at the Raiders in the upcoming season. You know, I don't have – I can't pinpoint and say this is exactly what they're going to be because I feel like there's so many unknowns. Not to mention they have a tough schedule, right? So if it's worst-case scenario ends up happening, it's a, you know, five, six, seven-win team, right? And that obviously wouldn't be good enough, and it wouldn't be good for draft, uh, draft position either. <laughs> not that I want to talk about the draft in July, but, you know, if you only win five or six games – it's not going to be good for your uh, your draft your draft position either. So I think that that would be a really worst-case scenario. So I want to hear from you. Again, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com. Text line is 69187, keyword R&R. What is your best-case and worst-case scenario for the silver and black? And, you know, I, I don't ever want to think, like, negatively because, you know, what's, what's, what's the point in that? But I think we also have to live in a world of reality. Right. Where if there's so many unknowns, you can't just assume, OK, this is going to happen or this is going to happen. Right. I mean, there's just so many things that are unknown. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that's not unknown as I'm sitting here. <laughs> my computer, <laughs> the screen going black is not unknown. That happens. We we're having we're having the, the black screen already. <laughs> we're 15 minutes into the show. That's how hot it is. That's why you need to come out here and get into uh, get into the pool. Because it is, it is a, 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 a scorcher, as they would say. Let's put it like that. And um, if you're going to be hot, you might as well be hot and, and be cool at the same time. And the way to be cool is to get into the pool here. So <laughs> I'm trying to check the don'tbebroke.com text line real quick. All right, that's what I'm probably going to have to have you do uh, a lot of is you're probably going to have to check the, uh, the text line a lot because my computer may go down. And, uh, you know, just let me know in my ear who calls in because, again, my screen may go black at times. So, uh, you know, we just got to do the best we can with what we have. But uh, 702-365-9200, let's start things off with Raider X. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to Raider X. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, good Friday to you guys. Yes, sir. Hey, so uh, let's start off with the obvious of what what can go good. Well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet and keep it kind of straightforward. So if Jimmy G and Tyree can be top in their respect positions, I think that is all good. 
if that happens, that means the defense is coming together, and that means we have a successful season on offense with Jimmy G. On the okay. flip side, I think if we end up having O'Connell at quarterback and we start talking about the draft in early November, right. it all right. went bad. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> All right, hey, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, and thank you for the call, Raider X. I do appreciate you, and Robert, we'll get to you in just a hot second. But, yeah, man, I mean, the, the good thing is what I've appreciated is being able to talk about this team and not talk about the draft until, you know, January <laughs> or late December, right? I mean, that, that's – and there's been times. I remember talking about this team in November, like Raider X just said, and talk, start talking about the draft. Like, that's the, that's the last thing anyone wants to do. You want to be that team that, you know, you don't have to focus on the draft anytime soon. I've said it many times. If Aiden O'Connell is playing in uh, 2023 outside of just cleanup work, you know, like, uh, you know, garbage time or whatever like that, then something went wrong, right? I, I want to see what he brings to the table, but I also at the same time don't want to see him out there because then again, like I said, the explosive offense that I'm expecting is not going to be that explosive offense. You know, it's going to be a lot of growing pain. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. And, uh, if, yeah, if Tyree could be top 10 and, and Jimmy G's top 10, then things went right. Speaking of Tyree, I did have an uh, update on him. I needed to go ahead and pass that along. Then we'll get to Robert in Portland. Uh, this comes from Vinny Bonsignor. He tweeted out just a little while ago that Tyree Wilson will not be a guy that we're looking at on the 26th as soon as uh, practice opens up. Vinny put out the tweet that Raiders rookie defensive end Tyree Wilson will start training camp on the NFL list or NFI list, excuse me, and defensive tackle Byron Young will start on the pub list. In Wilson's case, he's coming off the foot injury suffered last year. The designation was expected and gives him time to ramp up before getting the full green light. The NFI, the NFL designation, NFI, excuse me, designations for players who suffered an injury outside of the NFL. Wilson was still in college at Texas Tech when he hurt his foot. Young's situation was not clarified, although the sense is it's not a long-term issue. So the first-round pick, Tyree Wilson, and the third-round pick in Byron Young will not be starting training camp on the 26th with the rest of everybody because of injuries and they're trying to rehab and come back from that. So that's an update from Vinny Boston. You are definitely wanted to make sure I pass that along as well. Robert in Portland, you're up next. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, my, my, would, my biggest happiness would be if they start off hot and the defense uh, turns the ball over, you know, in Denver. Yeah. That first game. And what I mean by that is that indeed uh, Diablo – uh, reaches a point where he's, you know, we all hope hope for. That's a biggie. Number two, uh, we've got to have front seven putting on pressure like nobody nobody's business. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, what's going to happen is we're going to fall behind in that game, and that's going to, you know, give Wilson some momentum. But if we get a turnover from Epps or one of the guys in the secondary due to a, a nice pass rush from both sides. That'll really make my day because what I think's gonna, what I don't want to have happen, is them to go zero and two, and then we have a tough defense like Pittsburgh come in, and we fall behind, and you know it's 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 Katie by the door in our first home game, and that's that's my biggest fear, but it could happen, especially the fact that you know Pittsburgh does have a good defense. We should have beaten them last year. Uh, I think that was the game that Derek. Field his fate. Yeah. I'm almost positive, and I think that's why he was trying to say some things very recently that he just didn't play well uh, because that game was pathetic. Yep. Thank you for the call, Robert. I appreciate you. And yeah, I mean that's that's a uh, that's a good point. And you know when you're talking about the defensive line, and I just mentioned Tyree Wilson and and uh, Byron Young will not start 
uh, practicing with everybody else on the 26th. But uh, hopefully they, they return to action sooner rather than later and they could be uh, contributors on the defensive line. The way that Dave Ziegler has put this team together, it's from the inside out. Many people called and said they wanted to make sure that the defensive line could be bolstered, wanted to make sure that you can get, you know, get to the quarterback. you got to get pressure, right? It makes everybody on, the, on defense better. And you're right. You're absolutely right. So they went and they loaded up in the defensive line. That's a, really, I look at it as a, a, a potential strength to the, uh, to the Raiders team right now in that defense. And as a matter of fact, the Raiders just tweeted out, we've placed Tyree Wilson on the non-football injury list and placed Byron Young on the physically unable to perform list. So there you go. Uh, that keeps it 100% official right there, even though there was no question when Vinny reported that to begin with. So, uh, yeah, so they, they have a strength on that defensive line. The question is, if they're able to get home, you know, how much, how much better is that going to make? The secondary, how much better is that going to make the linebackers, the safeties, all that? They, they've got to be able to, as you mentioned, come together and, and, and play strong, strong defense. And that's why I keep saying, like, I think that the offense is going to be able to, if Jimmy's healthy, be able to carry the load for a little while and then give that defense time to gel. That would be, in my opinion, like I said, best case scenario is seeing them all come together like that. And then who knows? Who knows what, what can happen after that? I uh, got a tweet from uh, Meme or Mem Memento. Best scenarios, either good enough to make the playoffs or bad enough to grab the first draft pick. Short and sweet right there. You know, and I, again, I don't like to talk about the draft right now, but I understand that that's a reality of what people are thinking about. You know, if a season goes bad, you want it to go all the way bad, right? You don't want to be like Adam Hill said many times, kind of hovering in the middle. So there you go. Thank you for that. Um, Trey, hit us up. I don't know why, but adding Peters just has a feel of certainty. Our defense is going to be much better, and we're going to do more than just make the playoffs. That's from Trey on Twitter, uh, thinking that the, the move for Marcus Peters is going to be a really good one. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask Amber about the, the addition of Marcus Peters, and she'll join us in a few minutes. I, uh, I like him because he's a ball hawk, right? Throughout the course of his career, he's been a ball hawk. The only issue, and it's just a small hang-up, and there's a reason why he's still a free agent right now, is just because of his injury history, right? And the last few years, it's been tough for him to stay healthy. So I'm hoping that he could stay healthy and really contribute because, man, he could be a, a big-time force on that Raiders defense, especially in that secondary, being able to go and get the ball. A guy that instincts, his instincts tell you, go get the ball, and that's what the Raiders need to do. I think he had, what, three interceptions last year? I can't remember the exact number. No, he only had one, so I'm sorry, one interception last year. But in the last, like, three or four years, I, I want to say he's had, like, five or six, and he had three pick sixes. Something that the Raiders never do is get a defensive touchdown. So he can, he can do it. And I know they had two last year, but it's just very rare that it happens. So he, he can make that happen. So I think that that's what's exciting. And on top of that, it'll make that competition in that defensive line room that much greater. Or not defensive line room, defensive back room, I'm sorry. It'll make it that much greater because basically we'll say one spot is open for grabs. And so everyone's going to have to do everything they can to try to get that spot. And, of course, you've got the slot receiver or slot corners as well. You know, is it going to be Hobbs? Is it going to be, uh, you know, Tyler Hall? Is it going to be other? But, I mean, they, they've got a very deep secondary. Just who's going to step up? Like, nobody, in my opinion, in that secondary is, is the guy, right? It's just kind of like they have a bunch of guys, but who's going to step up and be the guy? That's, that's my big question. Duke Shelley is there. Brandon Faison is there. Nate Hobbs is there. Ja'Korian Bennett is there, right? I mean, guys are there. Tyler Hall's in the slot. Feel like feel pretty comfortable that that's where he's going to be. So it's it's going to be a, it'll be a good question, uh, especially looking at just the competition part of it. So again, we throw the question out there to you: 702-365-9200. When we don't have a guest, you could definitely chime in, just like Robert in Portland and Raider X did. 
and let us know your thoughts. Best case, worst case. What is the best case scenario for this Raiders team, in your opinion? And what is the worst case scenario for this Raiders team in uh, this upcoming season, in your opinion? My best case, Jimmy G stays healthy and the offense is explosive. And then the defense has that opportunity to gel and come together and start playing complimentary football and help close out some games. So if they have a situation where it's a Thursday night football game like it was last year, they're able to seal the deal instead of letting the team come back and win the game like they did versus the Rams. Worst case scenario, the defense doesn't gel. They can't play complimentary football, and Jimmy misses a handful of games. Then you look at the schedule that they have. It's a tough schedule. Three of the four, four first games are on the road. So, of course, that's not very easy, and they end up turning, turning into a 5-6 win team, which is not good at all. So... There's that. So that's my best case. Worst case, want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Joining us next on the phone line will be Amber Theo Harris from Sirius XM Radio, Silver and Black Show. We're live at the Sahara Las Vegas at the Zila Ultra Pool. Come hang out with us. It's free to get in. It's free parking. All we need is you. Come on by and say what's up. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Live at the Azila Ultra Pool. We are having a pool party. We want you to come on by the Azilo Ultra Pools inside the Sahara Las Vegas. You want to check out the information on it, you can azilolasvegas.com. We're having a great time. Just ordered some food. It should be up in just a little while. They've got plenty of great food, plenty of great drink specials, plenty of pool area, plenty of monitors to check out everything sports related. They've got fans. They've got cabanas. They've got day beds. They've got the bars. All they don't have is you. So that means that it's time for you to leave work. It's Friday. Just say, all right, I'm out. Peace out. I'll see you on Monday. And come hang out with us. Uh, we're going to have a good time. We've got a lot of prizes to give out. And we've got some signature drinks as well. Yeah, buddy. How about the, uh, let's see, we've got the mic dropper. That looks really good. We've got the Azilo Bajan, Bajan lemonade. Is that I don't know. Hold on. I'm going to have to I'll have to hit you back with these uh these these uh, signature sips in just a second. My man Ari has let me know that Amber Theo Harris is on the phone lines now joining us from Sirius XM Radio and of course Silver and Black today and Amber, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you, my friend. It's been a minute and uh well, hell, how you doing? I'm excited. I'm great. I'm good to uh, glad to be back with you and excited for a new Raider season. I know Raider Nation's ready to go. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I saw you and EA were back in the studio. And uh, good thing you were in the studio because it's 115 out here. Uh, <laughs> are, are you ready for training camp and all this uh, all this uh, heat that we're dealing with? I'm an OG. I got my hats. I got my <laughs> 10,000 uh, sunblock SPF. You know, there's no training camp I have done that hasn't uh, been extremely hot. I've got all the tricks of the trade to stay cool. So I'm, I'm not worried about Vegas. Bring it on. I mean, I, until you've done like New Orleans in, uh, in August, which I've done Saints camp, the, the dry heat ain't nothing. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I know that they practice early in the morning for a reason, and uh, I think we're all ready for the grind to get back to uh, NFL season, obviously training camp, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions going into this training camp. But let's just start with, with camps. As the rookies already reported, is there a guy or two that you look at in, in the rookie class and say, you know what, those guys need to contribute or you think they'll contribute early? I mean, I, I think obviously their number one pick, need, their first round pick needs to contribute really right. early. Um, Tyree Wilson, 
I think when you look at the defense, that was the biggest problem with the Raiders last year. They were the fourth worst passing defense. They were absolutely last in takeaways. And that is the difference between being able to have game-changing plays and not. You can't win games if you can't switch momentum. So I think it starts with the, the line. Um, and making an improvement, obviously Max Crosby is, is always scary on the one side, but Chandler Jones needs to step up. He didn't, mm-hmm. and, and there's a reason that Tyree Wilson is there. So I think he'll get an opportunity uh, to be the future there on the other side of the line and, and create some pressure, and you're going to have to going up against some top passing offenses. I mean, they're going to be facing right off the bat Sean Payton offense, which you know you have to imagine it's going to be a lot better with Russell Wilson this year with Sean Payton there. Then they turn around and they face Josh Allen um, in the Bills. They're going to face the Chiefs twice, as we all know. Um, they're going to have to face Tua fairly early on with that high-flying Jalen Waddell and, and Tyreek Hill offense. Right. So they've got to create pressure. So I think Tyree Wilson will have a big role. Um, and then number two, it's it's the tight end. It's Michael Mayer. Um, we saw when Darren Waller's healthy, you know, what the offense can be. Um, and we don't have him. So a big body tight end is what Josh McDaniels has had success with in the past with a guy we all know by the name of Gronk. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, the way he likes to build. We, we keep talking about this. He focuses on slot receivers and tight ends and middle of the field. And I think, and, and Jimmy G's an intermediate pass kind of guy. He relied on his receivers with the 49ers to be big yak guys. Um, and I think that can be Michael Mayer. So those are the two that I'm looking at. Um, uh, Corey Bennett, uh, did I just say his name right? I hope I did. Uh, the, the fourth round pick. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep messing up the rookies' names. I've, I'm doing four different camps. Um, but uh, I think he could be a big role because there's a big opportunity um, in the secondary. So, yeah, I think the rookie class needs to step up. When you're a six-win team, yeah. you need to get better through the draft. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's a reason why they drafted six guys uh, on the defensive side of the ball, right? They got nine guys, and yeah. six of them came from the defensive side for a reason. As you just mentioned, the, the defense was a big struggle uh, in 2022. It's been a struggle for a long time outside of uh, Max Crosby. Again, Amber Theo Harris is our guest here. Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. You mentioned Mayer and Jimmy G, and I think where they could thrive is in the red zone. And I don't have any expectations for Mayer as far as like catches and yards. I just it's so hard to determine that. But he was really good in the red zone at Notre Dame with quarterbacks that were just eh, just so so that to me, if he could thrive in the red zone, how big would that be? Huge, because that was where the Raiders struggled. I know it was a different quarterback in Derek Carr. But last year, you and I sat in that press box. How many times talking about too short, usually <laughs> while watching while watching this offense fly uh, you know, from the 20 to the 20. Like, oh, Josh Jacobs getting those first downs, you know, a little slant to Devontae. Okay, great. And then we get to the 20. And it was like, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait field goal? <laughs> wait, wait, no, uh-uh. Can't right. do this. So it's a different quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, I have to look up his numbers in the red zone um, right now. Um, but, yes, that is where they have to improve. And, yes, having a George Kittle, you know, which Jimmy had success with, type of a tight end that's a big guy that can go up and win those contested balls in the red zone i think that's where you're going to see michael mayer uh earn his money and so the question is you know with jimmy g his foot we're not exactly sure you know what's going on josh mcdaniels you know alluded to the fact he'll be there he'll be ready he has no anxiety about it but still we do know that 
Jimmy hasn't thrown at all with with any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Devontae's caught a pass yet from Jimmy G. Unless they've been doing something on the side that none of us know about. Right. So that's my big concern is uh, Jimmy's coming off the injury. You got a rookie tight end. Um, they they got to all get all on the same page. And so training camp is going to be really important for that. No, it really will. And I know when you and EA were in studio, you guys had a few different subjects that you were throwing out as kind of a, a camp preview. And, and Jimmy G and expectations were one of them. So, you know, a healthy Jimmy G, and let's just assume he's healthy, and I know that that's a huge assumption. What would your expectations be for him? I think Jimmy's going to be, look, um, what is the quote? When people show you who they are, believe you believe them the first time. I don't remember who said that. But right. like, he shows we know if he's not 20, he's 30. Like, we know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's a guy that, with a good defense and solid pieces around him, is a good, and I, I hate the word game manager, but he's not like a, he's not, he's not going to beat you downfield with these massive throws. He's an intermediate, you know, they're going to control the, the rhythm kind of a guy. Um, and when all the things are right around him, he's very productive. He's also very likable. We talked about this. Um, you know, I've covered the 49ers camp the last couple of seasons. So I lived through the whole Trey Lance competition. I was there in 2021 when they drafted Trey Lance number three. That was clearly Jimmy's replacement. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy goes into camp and the way that he was mature, the way that Trey said that he was treating him um, was amazing. And it was really classy to see the way Jimmy handled that competition. Jimmy, you know, won the competition and ended up uh, starting that year. Next year, which was last year, the, the 49ers made the announcement they were going to trade Jim. They made it public. Right. We're going to trade him. So we have him working off on the side. He wasn't even working out at training camp. I mean, he wasn't even with the team. Mm-hmm. I, he was over there. We'd see him pop up, and he was doing little workouts because they wanted to keep him healthy. And he handled that beautifully. He still came and talked to the media and was happy. And he'd already he'd been told he was getting replaced and traded. <laughs> and he still was amazing. <laughs> and the guys, all the guys at camp, the 49ers, George Kittle, um, um uh, Debo Samuel, all of the uh, Brandon Ayuk had told me just how amazing he was and the guys rally around him. So I think that's really positive for the Raiders um, that I think that he will bring this locker room together. Now, is he the guy that is going to be the reason you win games? I don't think so. He's not right. Tom Brady, right? right? He's not Patrick Mahomes. But can they win with him? Absolutely. Amber Thea Harris is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Talking all things training camp is the Raiders, well, their first day of practice coming up on the 26th, and the rookies they've already reported. So as far as camp battles, we always get caught up in camp battles. Where do you kind of see the biggest, you know, camp battle for the Raiders? And I'm assuming it's probably going to be on the defensive side of things. It is. I mean, look, the cornerback position, I, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I was worried. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't feel like going into this camp, you say, wow, that's – you've heard me say this a million times, right, Q? Like, if I am an offensive coordinator for the opposing team, who do I look at, at this defense and say, we got to stay away from him? Right, Like, obviously, it's Max Crosby, yep, right? Yep. And then if you're looking at the secondary, who do you go? Well, don't throw it that way. Nope, nobody. <laughs> don't throw it that way. Nobody. There's nobody. Yep. And that's a reality right now that I think Josh McDaniels and, and Dave Ziegler would be very honest about. Mm-hmm. That's why there's some rumors about Marcus Peters possibly coming. If Marcus Peters could come, yes, obviously he's an upgrade, but he hasn't been able to st- stay healthy uh, the past couple of years. Um, you know, Nate Hobbs and, and EA and I were talking about this yesterday on the show briefly, but he's, you know, 
EA is like, he's to him is an inside guy, you know, and he's mm-hmm. asked to play outside. And EA broke it down. It's not easy. It's not. It's just like when people think, oh, left tackle, right tackle, just right tackle, move him to the left. It go ahead, and people struggle. Right. There's. It's not everybody can go inside outside as a corner. So I think that there's questions with with him. Um, there's going to be a big competition with the linebackers. There's nobody really on the linebacking core that I think is a, is a shoe in. Right. Absolutely. Uh, that's up for grabs. So. Yeah, I think the defensive back end really has me a little bit nervous, and I'm excited to see somebody step up and grab these positions in camp because they're very much open at this point. That's what I'm thinking, and and you mentioned Marcus Peters, so if he's signed, then all of a sudden that's one outside spot, and then you got guys like Brandon Faison, you know, Duke Shelley, David Long, Nate Hobbs, you know, Tyler Hall. You have all these guys really competing for one spot and then a, a spot in the slot, and so you know who, who's going to fill that void? And I look at the safeties as a big competition as well, right? I think Trayvon oh, Merrick's yeah. got a lot to prove this year. I mean, what what are your thoughts on Trayvon Merrick and kind of Chris Smith as well, the rookie out of Georgia, who I think could end up being a, a player sooner rather than later? Yeah, Trayvon Merrick, we were, we were talking about him as well. Look, I mean, we looked at the stats between between Nate Hobbs and Trayvon Merrick, who were drafted in the same draft, right? They were both in the 2021 draft. They were the second and the fifth round draft picks for the Raiders. And between them, they have three takeaways, right? right? In three in two years, this will be their third year. Like that, you need to be better, mm-hmm. you, especially if you're taken in the second round. Like you need to produce more game-changing plays. We keep going back to that. Like if you can't take the ball away to me, why are you in the secondary? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. that's one of the things you have to be able to do. Now you don't have like the best of the best. I get it. Um, that's what they do. They, that's why they go to Pro Bowls. But you have to be able to do it more than once in two years. You know, that, that's mm-hmm. something that needs to improve. So Trayvon, um, and then there was times where I can't even remember what the game was, but EA and I were talking about this, where Trayvon made a mistake. Um, and, and we just kind of looked at each other like we were like, wait, you can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a mental mistake. So I think Trayvon probably knows he needs to step up too um, and, and be better. Now, Chris Smith, I don't know as much about as you because I haven't um, seen him just yet. You were uh, more at the mini camps and things like yeah. that, but I, I've heard that people are looking forward um, to what he's doing. I know people are excited about, like, and also in the secondary, I've heard a lot of buzz about Duke Shelley, as you mentioned. Everybody's familiar with Brandon Faison. Um, but again, we keep coming back to the, like, who's the guy? Right. Like, who's the one person? And that, that to me, it doesn't matter what we think as far as, well, he needs to step up. He could be better. If he's better, then it's like what we know right now is I don't think the secondary can stop with Patrick Mahomes' offense. You know, nobody in there. I mean, I remember Trayvon like going up against Travis Kelsey. That was that's a hot, that was a hot mess. Right. It usually is right with most people, but that you know you got to be be able to compete at least in that situation. So that's where I'm worried. If there's one spot I'm worried at, and it, it is it is the secondary there and the safeties included. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Something I've been talking about such a, uh, I mean, until I'm like blue in the face when it comes to creating turnovers. And I always go back to uh, what Eric Allen said, and I'm sure he said it to you as well when, you know, he was with the Raiders. Willie Shaw was their defensive coordinator. He always put the number on the board, 20. You have to get 20 interceptions. That's the goal. And, you know, the Raiders had six last year. So I, I've already thrown it out there, and, and it's because of EA. I'm like, okay, the Raiders have to game, game or go for 20 interceptions this year. And that's a huge jump from six, but that should be the goal. Just like EA had that goal, just like Willie Shaw threw that goal out there, why not? I'm not saying you have to get it, but I think that there should be a target number. I, I, I've rolled out, Amber, I've rolled out 40 sacks, 
20 interceptions is what this defense should try to – that should be the goal for them to get. If they get anywhere close to that, that's a good defensive season. Well, I mean, I think the good news – here's the thing. You should be able not not get 20 takeaways, you know, in the secondary, but you should be able to get a higher number when you have Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson, and Chandler Jones on the front end because as Warren Sapp, my, my buddy always told me, like, front end and the back end work together. Yep. If you've got them creating pressure, you should be able to make more plays in the secondary. So as we're, as we're kind of focusing on the secondary, it's not like they've got scrubs on the defensive line mm-hmm. not helping them out. Max Crosby and, and Tyree Wilson should create opportunities for the back end to right. make plays. So, yes, 20 is a high number, um, but they should definitely have more than six. But again, we have to be realistic. Yeah, 20 is a great number. Who's going to get them? Right, exactly. Like, you can't make chicken, chicken salad out of you know what. <laughs> you you got to be able to have that guy. Right. Who is that? And I hope somebody steps in camp steps up in camp. I hope it's one of the young guys. I hope maybe Marcus Peters comes over. I hope it's something. I think that would be uh, great for the Raiders. I agree. I agree 100%. Amber Theo Harris is our guest here at Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Well, we'll close out with, uh, you know, the big elephant in the room. Obviously, on Monday, Josh Jacobs did not get the contract extension that he was looking for. He was in the parking lot, and uh, according to all reports, Max Crosby was with him. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to show up at some time, but uh, when, when do you expect Josh to show up uh, and at least get that $10 million franchise tag that, he's, uh, that he has right now? I feel pretty confident based on a lot of my sources, very credible sources, that he will show up at the end, you know, before the season. Right. Uh, whether that's a week, two weeks, three weeks, probably somewhere in between the last preseason game and week one. Um, now, like I, I would I would put my house on that, that that's when he shows up. He's not dumb. Right. He's not going to give up in a crude year. You know, I say mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley's out there talking all this smack and it's very emotional. Uh, I might sit out. I might do this. For what? For what? You can gain nothing other than saying that you proved a point. I think people are confused. I I see people in the media saying, like, they might hold out. It's not a holdout. You're not under contract, right? So you're not holding out for an extension like some other uh, players are, like what's happening in Dallas right now like with the offensive line. You you can't hold out. (laughs) You're not – there is nothing the Raiders – can give Josh Jacobs now. It's over. They can't offer him anything until after week 17. So all he would be doing by not playing in the season is not getting paid and losing an accrued year. He would have to show up by the Monday after week 10 to get an accrued year in the NFL. And you know, they're all trying to get to that number where you get like the long-term benefits and all of those things happen with the NFLPA. So it's just dumb. Also, you're not eligible for the next tag number. Let's say, you know, he doesn't play a year, then you don't move to the second, you know, you don't, you can't get the second tag. So it, it, it gets complicated. There's no benefit for him not playing. So I think Raider Nation should be comfortable, unless he gets a wild hair different from what my sources are saying, that he should, he should play. Um, I don't think he'll be like happy. I think he will be disrespected feeling, um, but maybe that's a good thing. Because he's going to want to prove that he can do it again two years in a row and put himself in a better position to maybe go somewhere else next year. So um, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And everything that you said makes all the sense in the world. And unfortunately, running backs just are not getting paid. It's, it's not it's not right, but I get it. I mean, I get the economic side of things. And, you know, this came in just a little while ago is that uh, free agent running back Melvin Gordon signed a one-year $3.1 million deal with the Ravens. So... 
there you go with the running backs and their money. It's it's crazy, and you know what? It's really sad, and I am I am definitely I understand the business side of it for the, from the GM's point of view because that's what the market is, quote unquote. Um, but it, it feels it feels wrong, and you need to look at the running backs. People look at it from an old school mentality of you know yards per carry and things like that. These guys, the Austin Ecklers, like Josh Jacobs, they are all. They are all playmakers. They're offensive playmakers. They do so much more than just run the ball. Yep. Josh Jacobs had 49% of the touches right. on this offense last year. You know who had the second most? Devontae with 13%. <laughs> to wow. say that, that, and then Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers are making more money this year than Josh Jacobs. That feels gross. Yeah. That's, There's something man. wrong with that. And Josh Jacobs and everybody lumps them into one one kind of monolith, right? Like like Saquon, Tony Pollard, and Josh are the same. They're not. I wouldn't have given Tony a long term deal. He's never proven that he can be the guy without Agreed. Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. So I got to see. I wouldn't have given it to him. Saquon to me is an injury risk. He's missed 22 games yep. since he was drafted, right? Josh Jacobs has missed, I think, six games. Right. He's 25 years old, and he just led the league in rushing. To me, he's the one that should have gotten the extension. Um, and I don't understand the mentality of not even giving him a two-year, three-year, you know, maybe in the $12 million a year range when you have Jacoby Myers making $11 million a year. Man, that I don't understand. I'll tell you what. This is why we get along, Amber, because you, you are preaching to the choir. Me and you are on the same page, and this is the conversation we've been having here uh, on the show every single day. And, and that's basically been my uh, my same argument. And really, I think Saquon Barkley gets so much love because he's in New York. But uh, I would argue that I'd take Josh Jacobs any day of the week, twice on Sunday, over him because of just the availability alone, if nothing else, just availability. So. Absolutely. So, and I think, I think, hey, the good news is Raider Nation. I think Josh is going to go out there pissed off. Yep. He's going to run his butt off. Yep. That's going to be good for the Raiders. There's so, no doubt. I think it's going to work out for everybody. I think so, too. I'm excited to see it. And, of course, training camp without Josh Jacobs gets all underway next week for the Silver and Black. Well, Amber, fantastic stuff as always. You always are working on so much. You're all always over camp, all over camps. Uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, well, I got, of course, uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio, be on there Monday, uh, doing Moving the Chains. I've got uh, Rams camp uh, coming up, uh, 49ers camp coming up after uh, the Raiders joint practices together. So a lot going on and um, working on my docu-series um, that's in development right now with Amazon. So I'm excited about that. And uh, I'll have more information, of course, as it becomes more public. Nice, nice. Well, like I said, you're always doing something. You're always grinding. Always appreciate the grind and always appreciate your time as well. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, Q. I'll see you soon. No doubt, no doubt. Amber Theo Harris, many thanks to you. Many thanks to her for joining us here this afternoon. Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Again, we're at the Sahara, Las Vegas, inside the Azilo Ultra Pool. You need to come on by, hang out with us. Got great drinks. They've got collector's cups, everything that you want. they got the drinks. They've got the food. They've got the pool. They've got the atmosphere, the day beds, everything. It is all here for you. All we need is you. Speaking of you, how about we get you hooked up right now? 702-365-9200. We're going to look for caller number nine. We're going to get you registered for four tickets to the Aviators game. But more importantly, I'll get you one step closer to the Lotus Summer of Fun. Take the trip. Take the cash. This time, the trip is a seven-day Alaska cruise for two. So we're going to get you one step closer by hooking you up. 702-365-9200. Caller number nine is what we're looking for right now. Get on the horn and give us a call. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.